It's July 5th, the first Monday of July, which means it is time for Stop Skeletons and Podcasting, episode 48. It's me, Derek. And I'm the Grace Kramer. What is going on? I hope everybody is uh, feeling good and cool, uh, not sweaty, and not having like a heat stroke because we just got through. Get ready. This is going to be about the weather. Podcast about the weather. Well, okay. Because so it's important I- to me. Because we just had to go through a... Sorry to interrupt you, Grace, but like this is important to me. Because holy crap, I'm not built for 100 degrees. I'm not built for... And also this house, or this apartment we're living in, was not built for that kind of... Uh, I mean, our our state wasn't built for that. No, but, espe- but especially, especially this apartment that I think was probably built in the 70s, maybe 80s. Um, you know, when you, when you complain about the weather, you're like, man, 90 degrees... 100 degrees man this sucks you get people that live closer to the equator and they're like big deal it's all it's all like relative right because i bet places closer to the equator don't have really thick insulated walls and windows where it is trying to keep you warm from the uh snow and or rain so uh man that sucked i think my sleep schedule has been even though that like we hit our 100 degree uh record breaking heat a week ago i think my sleep schedule is still just screwed up my neck is permanently sticky now <laughs> it's a thing every time i google like a symptom of like something that's annoying me like right now it's my sticky neck but like a few like weeks ago it was like oh you know my feet are really cold mm-hmm and um, I've now like tra- like I guess because I'm I'm turning thirty this year. This is a, a thing that's looming over me. I just tell everyone I'm thirty. Thirty and flirty. But I've been old most of my life. Like when people come up to me and like I, I have a friend who's like, "Oh my gosh, we're getting old now." I take vitamins, <laughs> and I'm like, "I've been taking vitamins since I was <laughs> 15. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, "I've had custom orthotics, you know, <laughs> since I." I invested in custom orthotics when I was like 25. Like mm-hmm. I've been old for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just got orthotics. I should have had orthotics since I was like 19. Oh yeah. You've had, you've had foot problems for a long time. Uh, yeah. I think, I think it's like baby, not to, not to, to, to undercut all that you were saying, but uh, that doesn't sound like you're old. It just sounds like you're on your shit. I don't know. I think it's, I do feel like I have complaints that most of my friends do not have. Mm. Like, for example, I will complain about like my bunions and like just my general gassiness, just the general, just the general not pleasantness of being me yeah. and how unattractive I am. And, and now you'll do it on, on the podcast. Now, but. now I have an audience, <laughs> but um, so I'm just, anytime I Google that, Instead of, like, I've transcended to the point of oldness where, like, WebMD is not like, oh, it's because you have cancer. That's why you're having these uncomfortable symptoms. It's mm-hmm. now just, oh, you have diabetes. You have, like, the type 2 diabetes, not, not the one you're yes. born with, the one you develop or something, right? And it's it's tripping me out because I am, like, my mother has diabetes. I feel like I am, like, I, I have, like, a condition that predisposes you to buy diabetes. I'm like... This could be happening right now. It's well, happening right now. And I, I will just convince myself that I have diabetes. And then I go to the doctor. I get a blood test. I'm like normal. Just yeah. Absolutely. Well, no. Smack dab middle normal. We, blood we, sugar. we have both started to take our guts a little more seriously. We both been. Uh, you just started to see a GI 
I was forced to see a GI when I had to go to the emergency room in January. But that's been like the 2021 uh, journey mm-hmm. is like, hey, this kind of unpleasant is going on with your with your belly. Um, that doesn't necessarily need to be there. And you should probably do a couple things. Like I, you know, found out that I had a gluten allergy. I've yeah. had one my whole life and didn't even realize. I used to think it was weird that I would eat a plate of pasta and be really, really tired. It's because I was low-key having a reaction mm-hmm. uh, to the gluten and my body was going into overdrive to digest it. Yeah. Um, and I don't take crazy naps every day anymore. It's Not every day. Kind of amazing. No, even when you do take a nap, it's like not a two hour nap it's like you will take a 30 minute nap and you'll be good yeah and it's kind of amazing i will watch. say oh and uh chev in the chat was talking about in vegas it was 113 uh last weekend and uh i mean last weekend this weekend it was like 90 last weekend it was 100 it was like the first time washington states hit triple figures in like a century but yeah hearing about like arizona uh las vegas Places kind of, you know, a little further south, closer to the uh, to the equator. Yeah, and hearing about like 115, 120, that sounds awful. However, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw a guess out there that like you got air conditioning, like all houses, <laughs> all buildings have like central yeah. air and stuff. Um, and I'm not saying that like you got it easy. I'm just saying that like if you had to hunker down inside your house, um, you could probably get away with it a little more easy. Uh, I had to edit the Resident Evil 8 video. Um, I did the majority of it on Monday, and I just had like two fans blowing on me in the apartment, in, in, in our office. And it was great, except when I would stand up. I would stand up to like, you know, go to the bathroom and get a snack. And the air was just like thicker, you know, however, like sitting down, the foot difference between sitting down and standing up. It it was, I'm really happy with that video, happy about how it turned out. Um I, th- I gave it the appropriate amount of time. I feel like to g- to give it to give it the right uh right amount of love, but that wasn't fun. I'm glad it's over. Um, yeah, well, it's like um, it's funny there isn't because we don't have air like air conditioning as an infrastructure is a blessing. However, like even in hotter co- climates, there are people who like sometimes can't access it. Like. You know, the people in Texas with the power grid yeah, um, yeah. being absolute shit. And I know in New York, the similar things were happening. But like here, luckily, we I have a car. Yes. I can get in my car. We went and to I the can Starbucks. drive off to Starbucks, we- which has fulfilled like a new function. Like ever since they decided like, OK, we're just going to be a public restroom. Yeah. They just <laughs> <laughs> they basically are like. A library like they're yeah. they're the capitalism 20 21st century library which i'm not quite happy i mean with. didn't the guy he wrote the book called like the fourth place or the, the third place but it was basically like everybody has work school home they need a fourth place and that's what he designed starbucks for coffee shops became the four i think i think the book called the fourth place but i've heard that like that was very much his uh uh, idea for how Starbucks became what it was. And to be honest, like I've spent so many, so I couldn't tell you how many videos I spent writing at coffee shops. It's great. Yeah. Um, but I have unapologetically been to Starbucks's and I've unapologetically gone in and unapologetically not bought a damn thing and sat there for hours. 
there is a two-story, a two-story Starbucks in Fremont, uh, Seattle, where we uh, lived for 2015, 2016. And uh, the apartment we were living in was also kind of an old dump and uh, had beautiful windows that overlooked uh, the city, um, at least a little, a little corner of the city. It was a great place, except in the summertime, fourth floor, top floor, so in, in unlivable. And I used, to, I used to have to spend a couple hours at Starbucks every day. And, uh, you know, their coffees and stuff are expensive after a while. You're just spending like five ten dollars a day that's a waste of money especially I would, derek he's got his special oh, I, got I want a, i need to have soy milk mm-hmm. i need it to be a mocha yeah. i need blah 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 well now i'm doing almond milk because i found out almond milk t- almond milk uh, dude all right if you if, if, if no, you're, you're not doing almond milk you're doing oat milk oh sorry can. yeah oat milk not almond milk yeah if, if you got the if you were lactose intolerant or <laughs> were were lactose intolerant your whole life and didn't realize until you were like 30 like me because i'm a smart guy um Yo, soy is all right. Almond milk is gross, but oat milk to me that's the best. That's the one that tastes the best mm-hmm. for me. Oat milk is king. Uh, I recommend it. That's my Uncle Derek stamp of approval. But that uh, that, that two story Starbucks was a blessing because I would just go upstairs and sit there, and because I would feel bad about like there are certain Starbucks that are kind of small and they only have like five ten tables. Um, but this place was two stories, man. And I'll be up there and I had like a be I, I had eyes on the bathroom. So I knew when I can go in and, you know, it was like, I could see when someone leave, I could watch for the code when they had to put it in. I could just like peep the code. I had it locked in. I had it figured out. That was fantastic. You got a strategy. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a necessary thing. Yup. I could have gone to the library, but instead I, I went to get like a frozen drinky bre- beverage at the Starbucks and they just. The air conditioning was like 65, I yeah. swear. <laughs> just, oh God. just pulled me in. Do they get upset if you do that? I don't know. In, in the second story, I uh, they never saw me. That's why I tip. You, you were a ghost. I, I think because there was this big, you know, brouhaha that happened where like two, two, two people were waiting for their friend to show up and then they called the cops on them. Um uh, there's details I'm just skipping over now because it's not worth it to getting into right now. But I think at, at post that situation for Starbucks, um, they were definitely like. It must have been like 2016. It was something around that. Yeah. They were like, hey, you, they, they straight up said anyone can use uh, our uh, uh, bathrooms now. We are a public restroom. Basically. So if they got <laughs> mad at me, I'd be like, I guess call the cops. <laughs> but they never did. Uh, and no, and I, they don't care. Come now on. I would now I would feel bad going into like a local joint, yeah. mom and pop, hole in the wall, local Seattle joint, and doing that. I wouldn't do that. Which in like the city, there's tons of those. But as you get out into the suburbs, yeah. and in a lot of parts of the country, those just don't exist. They just yeah. It's a and I guess to be fair, Seattle Starbucks is local to Seattle. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I got. Uh, I do not have remorse. Yeah, most for... coffee shops don't have a giant tower with eyes painted on oh it. Oh my god. That's called the all-seeing eye. Dude, yeah, in the <laughs> middle of uh like Seattle, kind of kind of like southern, so like just uh, kind of like just south of downtown. I think literally it is Soho. Um I think that is Starbucks headquarters and it is just like a four or five story building but with like a like a, like a clock tower or something in the middle that they just refurbished to be the just like 
the Starbucks lady. It's, it's called the all-seeing it's eye. It's fucking creepy. Yeah. Four sides of this thing and all four of them are just like eyes looking at you. It's not charming. You see it it's when you take the train. Incredibly it's, dystopian. It's not good. Also, I appreciate you not naming the name of the Starbucks CEO because his name is not allowed on our podcast, in our house, <laughs> after what he did to I, the Seattle Supersonics. So. Yes. Oh, I, I nope. wasn't saying his name because I forgot don't it. Don't say his name. Now I remember it, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, he must not be named. No. Don't do it. I'm sorry because I'm a millennial. I. Only he made money. Harry Potter references. He made money selling the Seattle, the the, the seats. Selling out his city. Super C- selling out Oklahoma. the people of his town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no citizen of mine does that to the people. Okay. And I, I, I can't even pretend like I, I, I want to pretend. I want to pretend like I care about the Supersonics, but there are two realities to that. I didn't follow basketball. I didn't live in Seattle when Seattle had a basketball team. <laughs> But still, this whole heat wave, you could have been wearing a Seattle Supersonics jersey. It could have been if if we had Seattle Supersonics. You know, there was one time we went to a, a those those athletic jerseys are aerodynamic they're, and they're sweat wicking. Really friggin' expensive though. They're like I know, ninety dollars. I would have bought you one at some point. At some point, yeah. You know what I did instead gift. though what? is I went to Target and I just went to the men's section and I and I found what T-shirts I had that were white. And double XL. And I got me a gigantic Pikachu and Britney Spears t-shirt. Uh, and that that fit the bill. I don't know why you're obsessed with having a white t-shirt. No, heat. white. No, you, you white reflects uh, heat. Reflects the sun back off of you. Well, it reflects but, the sun, but you're inside the whole time. But if I'm outside. <laughs> you didn't go I was, outside. I did go outside. No, you didn't. Uh-huh. I've been outside oh, we, we to, went walk to, the, the, to walk the dog. We went to the beach actually we with some friends. Beach, yeah, on uh, that and, Friday, and they ended up just ended up just holding uh, umbrellas around, uh, and didn't get totally uh, sunburnt to death, which mm-hmm. is uh, a victory. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, and also I didn't realize uh, when I, I just bought the Britney Spears shirt kind of because sort of ironic. Also, like yo, Britney's hits slap. It's okay to admit that now. Uh, and then also our friend, uh, a friend of mine has a Britney shirt. And I thought that was kind of funny. So I kind of bought it ironically. I didn't realize that there had, uh, I, there had been a new chapter in the Britney saga. Yeah. That had just happened. Incredibly um, depressing chapter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but if, but if anyone, but if anyone asks, we're very much I was on the, I was Britney. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I didn't, but I wasn't following that. But if anybody asks, I was totally following that. Mm-hmm. I was That's absolutely d- down. Um, yeah. Oh man, people yeah. talking about the key arena and the Kraken. I don't give a shit about hockey. <laughs> I'm happy that we're getting a new team and I'm happy that I see the Seattle. We we just purchased a damn hockey team. Mm-hmm. Which I'm actually kind of shocked because for such a northwestern we're this we're this damn close to Canada. Yeah. And we're a big city. Why the hell don't we have a hockey team? But hockey is one of the few things that Alaska had. I'm hockeyed out. I don't care. Got no problem. I'm Either way, I'm happy that we have another team to root for. I don't care. I don't care about no crap. Did you ever play hockey as a kid? I didn't grow like grow up at, in Alaska during my formative no. years. So, like maybe for like gym class, like just a you know one day thing. But like no, I I, I, used I, to I ice can skate, imagine though. your your mom being like, "No, nah, this is too expensive, bro." <laughs> yeah, I used to go ice skating at the the Diamond Center Mall though. Yeah, that's fun. And my, no, no, my dad was way into skiing. 
So when which if, is another expensive sport, right, exactly. So that was the one. Yeah, that was the one expensive sport that he he would take as skiing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I make a confession? This is completely a different topic. Sure. So um, we're all it, friends here. Grace. It's slightly on the topic of Britney Spears, but I was thinking about this. So when I first met you, I noticed that whenever you would text, you used a lot of punctuation. Like double exclamation points, triple exclamation points. I'm excited. All right, I'm just you're, you're just excited. I'm living life. I know. And at also, first, I, I I just met this girl and she was pretty cool. I was really yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was texting her and she was texting me back. Why not? That's triple so exclamation crazy. points. Yeah. Um, and I realized, like, and as we do Twitter and stuff, I don't know if people notice this, but <laughs> on Twitter, Derek is very much like five exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> four question marks just tons of punctuation everywhere and at first i thought you were just doing it as because you were excited about me and then i was like is this a teen girl i don't know why i i got into this mode where i was like kind of stuffy and i was like man i use punctuation like an adult and i i do one exclamation point because that's as excited as i can be mm-hmm. and now i've just fully embraced it i remember when we first met that i used to uh end my texts with a period and oh god that's horrifying yeah and actually we had to have like a little heart to heart where you were like are you mad at me and i was like no i'm just putting a period at the end of the sentence i was like derek your gen x is showing yeah and you were just like why would you put a period on that do we have to have a talk we didn't say it like that but i probably did say it like that you definitely pretty accusatory sounding voice you were i think you were a little we need to have a talk (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> exactly like it's like, like yes you're like my mom do we have to go back to the car you know <laughs> you like somehow took the like the period at the end of a, just, just a na- normal sentence as like some kind of personal attack yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. a, the opposite of, of an exclamation park like like a, like a, almost like it's a, a weird passive aggressive negative frowny mm-hmm. emoji and i was just like no no <laughs> i no i'd never heard that before yeah, another thing Derek does with punctuation that drives me crazy is he um, will, if he wants to use like an ellipsis, like a dot, 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 he will type a sentence and then at the end of the sentence, he'll put a space and then he'll put the dot, 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 which is barbaric. Which I've had to, I've had to, uh, I've, I've had to learn. We all make sacrifices for relationships, Chris. <laughs> I didn't see what the, I used to like, dude, I used to just like, ellipses nothing like here's eight dots i don't even care <laughs> i'm randy with eight a's i don't do the u i do y-o-u i don't say like your i do y-o-u-r or y-o-u apostrophe uh r-e or something like that but what i do what i typically don't do though i don't do lol i like to do ha 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 which is again your gen x is showing i had a friend who used to just put he, he never put periods on things. He seriously ended like every sentence he ever spoke with LOL. And I thought I was just annoying. So honestly, because of him, I just started going ha ha ha. I don't know. I, I used to do that all the time, except with ha 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 specifically. I'm sorry. This is probably riveting discussion. Hmm. I mean, no, these, discussion. these are the real answers. The, these the are real the real questions. things that we think. Yeah, because it's like, you know, how do you act in front of people? But then how do you also act in front of those people online, right? How do you want to represent yourself? Yeah. And, you know, there's no context in text. Am I right? <laughs> this is These are important questions, Grace. Well, Derek, I've noticed lately you've been playing a lot of a specific video game franchise. Do you want to talk about that? I kind of do. I, uh, 
I got some hot takes about the burnout series. Um, Lay them on me. Well, first of all, tell tell me how. First of all, it's just for everyone. I was say how how old these games are and what systems. <laughs> well, for it all started with Burnout uh, Paradise Remastered, which um, we had, we just upgraded to uh, Game Pass. I think Game Pass Ultimate or whatever um, to get the EA games. And uh, I saw that Burnout Paradise was there, and it was like, that game is great. I really like it. I also really like Forza Horizon. So even though I had Burnout Paradise on Xbox 360, I was like, I'm too lazy to get off this couch and go to the office to play it. I'll just download it here. And I did. And you know, that game is a lot of fun. That game is really great. But it's an open world game. And I just noticed this pattern of like, all the races tend to kind of funnel you to the left western side of the map which is where like all the hills and mountains are and then because basically at, at any most any intersection you can just like stop and if you hit you know break and gas at the same time it just launches you into an event um and you're tasked with like getting different licenses and each license requires a certain number of events 10 15 20 whatever and so you can kind of do them totally open whatever you want but i find that most of the races always funnel you to the mountainside to the left of the arena the left of the map and then all of the uh, races around there keep you in the map, the, the left side of the map, in the mountain area. And I realized that I've played a little bit of the Xbox 360 version multiple times over the years, and now playing this version. I think altogether I put about 20, 30 hours into this game over the years. I've only, I feel like I have only ever seen the western side of that map. And it just kind of dawned on me that this, this is a great game, but like it just kind of very quickly becomes a little a little stale um it's it's really hard to like bash that game though because it's like yo it's still a burnout game i don't know if any other games have really ever uh had driving that fun handling and movement and the speed the fact that the game just really only has brake gas and boost and the e-brake is only there if you want to do like a quick 180 or something like that it's such a simple game, and the, and the controls and the movement are just... Finally, fun. we've accepted that driving cars is not a fun experience. I, every every need like, to, we, we need to video game it to make it more fun. Like I, it's, it's like Forza Horizon is better than Burnout Paradise in almost every single way, uh, except like it, it's, it's, a, it's a middle ground between like simulation and full arcade-like uh, Burnout. Because the Forza Motorsport games, that's like Gran Turismo levels of like super realistic. And that's great. Don't care. Not for me. Don't have the patience for it. Never really liked it. Forza Horizon split that difference. And it's great. Has dubstep music. I love it. Um, but the driving was never... Driving was great. It's not quite the same as Burnout. And I was just kind of playing like Paradise. I got the B-class license. And it was like cool to get the A-class license do 30 more events and i was just like no <laughs> it i saw that number and i just was like that seems like a bummer but then i was thinking i still want to play burnout shoot i'm gonna hook up my ps2 and play revenge and uh, uh takedown and i spent this weekend basically just playing burnout 3 and burnout revenge and yeah every day at the end man, of the day Derek man. would come into the office and he would put on like screamy emo music from 2002. I love it. And then play Burnout Paradise for hours. And I would just like poke my head in and be like, 
hey, honey, are you okay? Do you want a drink? Do you need dinner? Like, just totally be like, I felt I was I realized I was acting a little bit like your mom. Like, hey, honey, do you want some bagel bites? Yeah. <laughs> no. I made some Totino's okay, for bye. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of went. It was like so weird. And it was and so it, hard. It's, just, it's because I have a hard time. I, I am such a hardcore leech, like extrovert. I'm an energy leech and I just want to hang out with you all the time. But like, I know you need your space. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, no, the world's going to collapse unless I ask Derek if he wants iced tea or not. And I'm like, yo, that game is all about going so fast or yeah. reacting so quickly and keeping your eyes extremely focused on the horizon and like noticing where the turns are going to be and what... Is that a headlight or is that just like it, it is it is raised within margins that game. Yeah. And you come in like, hey, honey, and you can't and I'm pause. Like, you can't. Pause. I can pause. But like you, it's- no, you absolutely can't pause. Mom, <laughs> this game doesn't pause. It Sorry. Do- yeah, it's on the PlayStation 2. But no, it doesn't pause. It does. Pause, Sorry, mom. But like when you come back, it's like <laughs> you need to put yourself back in that. It's it's, it's difficult to pause. And you come in and I'd be like, yeah, yes. Dear, what? I, uh, I, mm. <laughs> you, you in general get really upset about having to pause a game. I do. You fucking hate it. I, I kind of, well, because you're like, I'm going to walk in front of the TV and you just, you don't duck down. You can't no, take your time. Of course not. I belong here. I live in this house. Like, I'm going to, I need well, to go water my it, plants or something, probably water plant related. And I'm going to like walk, I'm just going to walk past it. And that's true. And I understand that. So it's like, cool. Then I will go back to the office where it's private. We're not going to get in each other's <laughs> way. You can water the plants and do everything you want to yeah. do. And then you still kind of like, oh, I'm going to follow up, follow Derek. And I'm, and also, you know, I'm, I'm an energy vampire and I'm an introvert. I really need I, I got to have my, you know, just play video games in the dark for a little bit to recharge. Yeah. Super important for me. Uh, and but but at, at, at any rate, Grace. Yes. Burnout is a fantastic way to do that. Yeah. Um, if you really want to know, because I was a, a college and radio if DJ, you, and if, if you really want to know like what wait, I was playing, at, oh, what? If you can't pause, you'll crash into something, and it'll explode, and it's very fun. But now I'm trying to win the. I'm trying to get the gold. Oh, now what I'm but that's like to, the best part of that game is when, you, when you make other people crash. And it's like slow motion. The like, other people crashing. Oh, well, the, well, the crash mode where you try to do like the Rubel Goldberg like combo. Mm-hmm. Those are fun. Yeah. But um. Those games are not only is Burnout Three, uh, probably the best one, even though Revenge is 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 a different and good experience still. Uh, Burnout Three is like a really good time capsule because like, like actually literally, on my my college radio show, I was I was playing about half to a third of those songs, like on my show. I was maybe playing a different yellow card in a different Moments in Grace song uh, or a different My Chemical Romance song. Wait, but I like, thought yellow card was not a cool band. I don't know. Are they I, like, I, well, I, Breathing is a hot track. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ocean Avenue is the big track. Well, I just meant like cool. a self respecting emo metal guy wouldn't play yellow card. I'm not aware of this. You're not? Okay. I mean, I, I, bu- I mean, last, I mean, okay, this is fucked up because last week last month last mm-hmm. podcast i was complaining about people being snobby about music and now yeah. i'm being snobby to you so i'm sorry well i mean i don't to, mean it. to be fair i was i was playing uh you know way away and breathing uh before ocean mm-hmm. avenue blew mm-hmm. up and they went like double mm-hmm. platinum you know mm-hmm. like i was playing to the end and 
uh, you know, hang him high off of Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge uh, before, you know, Ghost of You and Helena took that album to like double, triple platinum. So uh-huh. like I was there before. Yeah. And also I was playing Moments in You Grace were the songs. foundation they built on. Exactly. They came to me first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I knew I knew who Bert, Bert from f- from from the used was. Like that one song was like, oh, it has this this new band's pretty cool, but it has the guy from the used in it. And now it's like flop. It's like, who's this guy in this My Chemical Romance song? <laughs> that's I think that's something that um uh I don't know if this is really when you think about game preservation. How common is it? I want to actually, I didn't need to look this up. I'm just going to put this out of the world. I didn't research this myself. When GTA 4 got like some kind of patch put in it that like removed music from the radio. And like, because they had lost the license in that to that game in, in some capacity, which is like terrifying. But it's like, I don't know, man, you can plug in uh, Saints Row 1, <laughs> probably. You can plug in nba street volume three and all of the music is still there because it's on the disc there's no patch i can't patch it out and so these kind of these you know these ea games that have tons of licensed music they're just great little time capsules they're just great and so um yeah we talk about dubstep a lot that was this the emo screamo stuff was like before dubstep i mean sure literally sunny Moore, uh skrillex was in a you know in a, in a screamo band before doing dubstep so he was really the guy that navigated those two things together uh those two trends but it's it's it, not only these games are great it, that's also just a fun time capsule for me so i have a really lot of nostalgic for the, dubstep because it's i suppose like, so at the time you were arguably i mean and this is if we want to be shitty music snobs too old <laughs> for shitty like teen screamo you know what I mean? No, at the t- I was right because because in '04 I was uh, 20. Yeah. So and I was still uh, at least for like an Alaskan kid that was like the fresh, hot, new thing was like a loud, aggressive, screaming music. So um, some of it was kind of cringy, but like also I listened to I I owned Dashboard Confessional and Thursday albums, physical owned them. Uh, multiple Jimmy Eat World Did you get albums rid of too. Them? Uh yeah, I know there was a bit of a purge that I, I did have to get because I, yeah I had to get rid of a ton of them. I only kept a handful. I did I did keep uh, my Derek copy says of the a Blade. handful, but truly it's like a binful. <laughs> it's it's maybe fifty or so. Your giant sized hands. <laughs> I did keep I did keep my original pressing of Pass the Flask by the Vled by the Bled. Sorry, and uh, I think I have all of my the number twelve looks like you uh cds and dvds mm-hmm. um so you know hey what up if anybody knows the hell i'm talking about to that oh yeah um, but anyway yo burnout three basically like burnout three takedown burnout uh uh revenge and burnout paradise it's shocking how the driving and the drifting and the boosting it's all pretty much there through all three of them but they're all very different games they really are like just you can kind of see the progression of like a uh, burnout revenge has a lot more uh, shortcuts and stuff. And they have like the blue lights to indicate, hey, is the shortcut exact same thing they do with uh, burnout paradise. But like the, the vehicle checking stuff where in burnout three, you have to like never hit the civilian vehicles. Well, you're encouraged to in revenge. And it's just a way different experience. Uh 
it is it is a damn shame and i not quite sure what the hell ever happened oh i guess ea made them do need for speed games but it's a damn shame that like they never kept going with another burnout game after paradise also because i feel like as i mentioned with paradise it, it's a great game with a couple of flaws it deserved a sequel they could have fixed a lot of the minor things of burnout paradise but they uh never got the chance to i was always under the impression that burnout paradise maybe wasn't quite that successful of a game for ea um it was kind of an it's an it's an early 360 uh title with a lot of dlc and there was a weird camera that came with the launch xbox 360 like when you took a picture for your uh your driver's license there was actually a camera that you hooked up that it, it took an actual picture and put it on your driver's license. That was how I think also how you played like Uno and shit like that. Wait. Uh, okay. So how have I been doing so much reading about the Kinect and I didn't know about the Xbox 360 camera? Because it was only existed for like a year or two and then it it they, they dumped it. I think I do have one. Is they, it? Did it? It's like a tiny anything? little webcam. Was it like a little webcam? Basically? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was mostly for. I mean, this was before they bought Skype and we're like integrating Skype into things. Like, what was it for? I, I, I think it was were people trying to do video calls with it. I think it was similar to, um, you know, the uh, uh, the HD the DVD iToy? drive. Well, oh. no, it was, yeah, maybe to, to, it was yeah to compete with that. It was sort of like just to see what the hell sticks because it was because, you know, it was still only their second console mm-hmm. and they learned a lot from the first Xbox. They're still trying to figure some stuff out. But yeah, th- I think that's something maybe we can kind of look into because I'm not really sure because I don't think it was around for very long. And yeah, like I don't think people, people uh, I can't think of any video? games that were like explicitly for that that I know of. Like maybe you could, you know, all right, Activision will give you an extra like. Mm hmm few like bucks uh, if you people are people are saying that it, it might have been for video calls i don't think it worked like so you could see see people's faces in modern warfare 2 i don't think it was to that that fidelity i thought it worked for like uno or like the um uh there was some kind of early xbox live game that was literally like uh like improv it was it was like literally like you would be on stage for like 10 minutes or whatever and you could just like tell jokes or talk to people oh my god and then they could like uh practice your set yeah exactly <laughs> they also there's there's also like um a uh, game club which was supposed to have like sunset riders and a whole bunch of fun arcade games that ended up just being a dumping ground for like shitty atari and ColecoVision stuff oh god ColecoVision. i mean yeah Oh, okay. So I'm Googling it. it. It was called the Xbox Live Vision. Okay. And it's such a dinky, tiny little camera, it too. It looks so dinky. It's mm-hmm. kind of cute. It kind of reminds me of, like, you know, those tiny Polaroid cameras that are also, like... Um, oh, they're like GoPros, yeah, but, GoPros. They don't, but they don't do yeah. video or, like, they do very small amounts of video. Wait, it says that it it was compatible with the PlayStation Three. I'm very confused by that. No, because I think it's just a it's just a it's just a, webcam. a USB webcam. Yeah. Okay. Well, then could any it's firmware one point five four or higher? Yeah, that must be what it is. Is it, it just like it's just like a, a thing? It's it's like the PS Two keyboard. It's just any USB keyboard you got. All right, let's look at compatible games. All right. Let's oh do my it. god. Wow. That's a pretty decent list. So there's a huge list. So we got a couple that I would expect, like American Idol. 
which like you could with some of those games like i know for a couple karaoke games you could like I think kind of take a picture of yourself and it would try yeah. to digitize you. There was Karaoke Revolution, the later ones, had iToy, PS2 iToy compatibility, which that's been a, a device we've needed to get our hands on for a while and kind of. Oh, and Burnout Paradise, down. what yeah. it would do is it would take a picture if the player takes down another player online or wins an online race event. So basically, you <sighs> win and then you could just be like, like throw up a shaka like oh wait a minute sup bro or when <laughs> and then, somebody or just like flip them off did, i guess or was it like when some when you took someone down would you would would it try and like get your face where you're like oh oh man like I, you know, you're like oh catch you when you're going like Ur! like in disneyland when it's like you're going down the roller coaster so yeah, you're like making the most splash mountain or whatever possible. yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you oh win gosh. show them your butt yeah. Oh, the, apparently it had. The chat it. is saying you can totally moon them or the suggesting. Oh, absolutely. There was yeah. no. There's barely moderation on oh online my. services. Now. Oh yeah. I mean, I was like, playing. I I was a back. It was a while. I was a college student playing Halo Two when that came out. Okay, this is crazy. So the the Wikipedia sections out compatible games, <laughs> and it, looking at this, it looks like there's at least like sixty or so games that are compatible with it. So in-game support. We got like Burnout Paradise, yeah. like you know Bomberman Live, American Idol, Duke Nukem 3D. Apparently, it it was compatible in lobbies, so maybe you could like video chat in the lobby. I'm not sure. That's crazy. So I would like to know more what in-game video support means because I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have <laughs> so, any like, just actual like functionality. Flashing dick pics while you're waiting for <laughs> yeah. Duke Nukem 3D matches. I mean, like, it's yeah, like a fun you know. like chat roulette, <laughs> but it's also shitty multiplayer <laughs> like assholes. Yeah. I like the chat roulette. Like I feel like that just that just became porn. Like porn's porn. Oh yeah. Porn was like, what are we doing? Let's just forget. Like, hey, I'm I'm making rice. No. Look, look at my naked body. Here's, here's my butt. <laughs> yeah, here's my here's butt. My here's all butts. Here's, okay, so then there's this, the next category. Okay. Is controller functionality. Oh. Which is wait, what? How, it's a webcam. Yeah, so we got we only got like five games. Um, Pinball FX, Pinball FX 2, hmm? Totem Ball. What? You're in the movies, which oh. I kind of... Oh. Was that like the social experiment game? I think that was like where it was sort of like you were in the movies... It like played a movie and then like you would like punch Godzilla or something like that. It was like a oh. super pro, super prototypical Connect game. Now that I think about it, well, or yeah. maybe if, I, if I'm I mean, remembering that, that it right, that also kind of sounds like something expi- inspired by like Mario Artist or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but the game that I'm really curious about, Raymond Raving Rabbids, which is like kind of like a real. I mean, not that That's those other games game. aren't real games, but. <laughs> The other ones are like, but it's like we it's could, like a, a hardcore game. We could game. definitely go to a retro shop in our neighborhood here and scoop up a copy of that. Yeah, seventy. So it's a mini game, game. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not really familiar with it. Yeah, it was weird. Like Rayman used to make real games, and then they did the Rabbids, and then I think the Rabbids became so popular they got their own spinoff, and that was also around the time of uh, Wii Sports, and so it was like, yeah, let's make some fun uh, minion esque style. But before minions. Before minions, yeah. Oh wow, whoa. Way before. Way before minions. Um, but yeah, that kind of fun, goofy shit. Okay, so the next category is face mapping support. And that is mostly just like EA sports games. Like Tiger Woods, PGA. Why? 
FIFA for football like your, manager. Your profile picture or something like Fight that. Fight night champion. <laughs> well, that way you can put yourself in the game and watch yourself get beaten up. Face breaker, which it's a fight. Oh, EA Canada. Oh, that's just a goofy. That was a punch out style kind of a. And then Rainbow Six Ooh, uh, the Vegas and Vegas, Vegas too. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. So that that's what I thought it would mostly be used for. Oh, Natalie in the chat is saying uh, from experience, it never really worked. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's why like stuff like Burnout Paradise was, was like just smile for a picture. And that's it. Like, we're not yeah. trying to be anything more ambitious no, than that. No, I mean, because, like, the the camera must have had, like, zero fidelity. Oh like, it was, God, like, a yeah. hundred pixel, like, mm-hmm. resolution. I'm sure. Like, I don't I don't know. I guess I could look right now. Oh, like, it how apparently good was webcam technology it took 640 in by 480 video at 30 FPS. 640 by 480? And it took images at 1.3 megapixels. There it is. There it is. You probably would need a ton of light to make that look good at oh, all. Oh, God, yeah. Certain games allow a digital zoom of 2x or 4x. (laughs) 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 Wait, it also featured three camera effects where um, the three effects are called watery, edgy, and dotty. (laughs) Edgy, man. I need that. I'm I'm that. I need that edgy emo picture from my MySpace. Should I? Okay, there there is one. Oh, there's two. Actually, no, one more category, um, which is just other. So apparently Viva Pinata, Trouble in Paradise. Oh. More Tom Clancy, Magic the Gathering, Pinball. Magic the Gathering. Which I think actually Pinball was already on the list. And then like oh, Uno, I, I Warlords. Have... Oh, Warlords was the arcade game. Yeah, that's the like breakout four player breakout uh, multiplayer game. It looks like because there are notes next to some of these uh games, and it, it looks like me and mostly it was for like four-person video chat wow that kind of thing we all right what we, a weird little think, rabbit hole i think we gotta move on okay but yeah that was uh anyway was so thing. this is something i didn't know about like if <laughs> like if it's just a webcam could you plug in like a different webcam like um like how does that it that's a good question because we know. we have a couple webcams and we can just like fucking just fucking see like what, they, mean, what do they do let let's see. test this. Let's 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 what what are the see how this is my brain works. It's like here's something dumb. I'm like okay, have, where are the boundaries of this dumb thing? Well, I, yeah, but I wonder if if the video like the webcams we have, like are they too good? They might, you know, be. But there's so or well, if, if way we to have find like, out, Grace. If it's like a different USB standard or something, then maybe also it I no, don't. It's it's a USB 2.0. Yeah, I have a an old. I have I, I have like a. a a slim model Xbox 360. Would that matter? Uh, All right, we're going to find out. All right, we're digging this shit up, and then we're going to find out. I think it should work. We, because I got I got burnout, and I got the camera. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Smell yeah, of punching weight couple, on the camera. I mean, yeah. there's, you probably have a few of these. Ga- I know you, you have, do you have Bomberman Live? No. Aw. No, because that, that that's probably a, uh, a digital only game. Yeah, But wait, is. that sounds like a game that they might have packaged in like one of those physical like, cause for a hot minute they were like trying, they were trying to make Xbox Live a thing, and it was be- quickly becoming a thing. So they sold like variety packs of Xbox Live games. Like you could get Geometry Wars physical and like Braid physical on like a compilation Xbox Live Arcade disc. And I feel like that might have been on one of them, 
but I don't know for sure. It doesn't say on the Wikipedia article that they did that, but how you know, however, that doesn't really mean I anything. I can't imagine the Wikipedia article for Oh, no, Bomberman it did Live see a retail be... release as part of the 2009 Xbox Live Arcade bam. Game Pack. Do you bam, have Bam, 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 bam. Do you have that? I've never no. seen this cover, so I don't think you... Yeah, you don't. Okay. No, but, I, I, dude, I, but that's the type of thing. It's like, I bet you can find that just the disc. I don't need a case for it, you know? Well, for some <laughs> of these games, nickel. if it is for, like, online internet functionality, like, I don't... It's but Xbox, Xbox 360 still doesn't... Does it support the, that? So still? I, I never got the prestige, the Sorry, platinum. We're just literally like having a punching weight meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I never got the 100% on Doom for Xbox Live Arcade because yeah. there are two achievements for getting 50 and getting 100 kills online. Okay. Because there's never anybody online. And just for fun, because like Doom's having a moment right now. Derek, you have clout. I'm sure you could just post, like go on like Twitch or something and be like, I'm going on... <laughs> I'm going to sit here in the lobby and I'm going to wait till yeah. someone locks it. Well, I mean, there's got to be someone I who might, has one. I might have to do that because I, I did try to go online <laughs> and I did like make a lobby and I was like in the game running around with no monsters by myself, you know. Oh, uh, I remember that. So like we I, just like waited around for like two hours. No, I didn't. No, I just waited around for a couple minutes. That oh, was I probably thought, something I different. I thought we were hanging out together. That was some, something different, I think. Oh, okay. Um, this was, this was just the other day. This was probably around the time I decided to download Burnout Paradise because I was kind of bored. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yes. But I I don't know. Some of this stuff, like about a year or so ago, uh, I got a weird hair up my butt. I, I just... <laughs> oh, oh, I did you went, go to a doctor? No, I went to Dark, Dead Space 2 Online. Yeah! Dead Space 2 Online okay. multiplayer. And like... Uh, it was still up and it was existing and there were like still people like playing. Oh God. Uh, and like, that's incredible. They were like fucking savage, but it was just like people still playing Dead Space 2 online. Also, Dead Space 2 had online. You forget? I forgot. I didn't know that. I, as soon as you said that, I was <laughs> like, too, yeah, that, the chat's saying, yeah, I had multiplayer. I, well, my brain was immediately like, well, Dead Space 3 had two players. So I, my brain was like, oh, you must mean that. And no, Dead Space 2. No, did not have, did not know co-op. Well, that's kind of amazing that people are still and, there. And like, it was what like, is that person's life like? Like uh, these people who are still playing these like incredibly old. I would, I would like to like, assume multiplayer games. I would assume that it is. They got, they they got a bunch of friends from like high school or college or whatever, and like every Thursday for the last ten years. <laughs> They hook up, man. They all order some pizzas. That's they all get beautiful. some beers to get. Yeah, it's like they 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 just play Dead Space Two multiplayer, or I don't know, Condemned Two multiplayer. God, uh, some people still out there doing like Bomberman online, and it's beautiful. I can't believe EA just supports that still. You would think that would yeah. be one of the things where they're like, and we need to give our CEO another million dollars. Cut out the Dead Space Two <laughs> servers. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> filling out that paperwork takes too much time. I don't know. Yeah. It's a, I've, I've I've heard I've heard tell that Mass Effect 3's online was legit. Really? I've heard people like when I forget if they That's ever actually put one. it in, but uh when the the HD remasters of that came out, uh, the legacy edition or whatever it was called, there was not the inclusion of the of the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer and there were a handful of people that were really pissed. Mhm. Cuz I always heard people that were like that were I I was never super into Mass Effect but I was kind of like watching from the sidelines when Mass Effect 3 happened. Yeah. And it was Well, it was, it was a beautiful nightmare disaster. Yeah, it was a, it was yeah, it was definitely entertaining <laughs> to watch. 
but I had a handful of friends that were like, MySpace or uh, you know, Mass Effect 3, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, uh, it's all right. But that multiplayer, though, like they were <laughs> like, they all had moved on from the story, but they were like still playing the multiplayer. I had a handful of friends who were holding out for it. And it's like, okay, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's what oh, those shit, mods yeah. are there for. Oh, wow. Natalie said they put a thousand hours into multi. That's crazy. Yikes. yikes. I don't know. Who are, you, who are you to say yikes? I mean, I, mean, like, I, mean, I, I was sorry. Yikes means I'm not. I, I, I was impressed oh. and I was surprised. I was not disappointed. I wasn't judging at all. Sorry. <laughs> I also like spent uh, a couple summers ago putting like about a hundred or so hours into Doom 2016 multiplayer, which I think oh, yeah. that is hella underrated. I don't know if it got better after launch because when Doom 16 oh. launched, people hated that multiplayer. I didn't get onto it until like 2018. I think it was after Doom Eternal got announced and I was like, I'm going back. Um, and I got sucked up into that multiplayer. I really, really liked it. Maybe they retooled it, but when I played it, um, it was fucking fantastic. God, sometimes like that game, like watching you play multiplayer, it was like occasionally wholesome. Like every once in a while, there would be someone who had their mic on. Most people had it turned off. And sure, you'd get your normal like, you know, assholes or whatever. But every once in a while, it would be like, obviously someone's dad was playing and they or, or a dad was playing and they forgot to like turn off their microphone and then a little kid would come in and be like hey dad here's mm-hmm. my picture <laughs> do you love it and he's like wow that's so cool brandon mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no i remember this very vividly because that dad in question was like uh 11 prestige which was the <laughs> the absolute highest level of um oh, i forget what they call prestige in that game uh, but like he 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 had asymptoped or whatever it was. He was absolutely number eleven, highest rank you could be, and he was pretty savage. And I was I think I was losing to him, or he was I was happy to be on his team. I, either way, he was he was running shit. But yeah, while he was out there running shit, dad, like this cute little <laughs> yes son. It was like very wholesome and fun, and it was like you know, still got time for his kids. Got time for his. I mean, that that seems like that's a guy's guy's priorities in mm-hmm. order. He's yeah. he's he's maxed out on Doom multiplayer, so he knows what good games are at. But also, he's letting his kid come in, and mm-hmm. seems like a pretty fun, supportive dad. <laughs> Adorable. Good wholesome shit. High quality dad. High though. quality dad. Yeah. Um. That is isomtoped dad. Yeah. Level behavior. Speaking of dads, we're actually going to go visit my dad, in at the end of July. We're going to take like a little bit of time off. And my dad too. Well, specifically my dad, if we're talking about video game dads, because as I've mentioned before, my dad is an obsessive Halo player, (laughs) but he's like too anxious. You know, he would never say this, but he's like just too anxious to play online. So he would doesn't do online multiplayer. However, it's just absolutely savage. Like we'll just play through the single player campaigns on legendary over and over again. He is like that weirdo. Has he done it? recently though um i think well you know so my he is the guy who if he got into like dead space 2 multiplayer who Mm. would be playing it for 15 years that that is my dad (laughs) like growing up there was a like a pc risk game and yes he played it still plays it probably no he like basically he played it for like the 10 years of my child, you know, like from when I was yeah. like five, like basically as long as I can remember. For he, as long as like the games, game. for as long as he had a phone. Yeah. Well, no, he, it wasn't on his phone. He played it on the PC, but oh, okay. now you can play risk 
on your phone and he is definitely in the top leaderboards. I'm not sure how like competitive it is. I but. thought what happened with your dad <laughs> was um, he was seriously like risk on iPhone. He was like in the top 100 in the world, but it had gotten so competitive to a point where it's like for him to stay stay in that 100 or progress, he would have to like be playing all day. <laughs> and I think he said like, it's just, I don't, I just, I'm a dad with a job and like, <laughs> I just I can't. I have a life. I can't invest into this. But I think Robin, that must have been kind of depressing for him. I think I think he did kind of reach a point where it's like it's not really fun anymore. <laughs> that's kind of one of my earliest memories of your dad is like whenever he was bored, he was either like on Facebook, calling work, or playing Risk. Yeah. Now that he's about to retire, I feel like he's gaming less and he's more like on Zillow. <laughs> Basically, just like oh, yeah. trying to figure out where he's what like, he's going to do and where he's, he's going like to live. He's like planning his retirement and already like trying to uh, throw down some money on. When when he uh, came here to visit, actually, because he had like a procedure he had to do down here. We like for I asked him what he wanted to do for fun, and basically what he wanted to do is he wanted to ride to the ferries and like basically get out of the Seattle area mm-hmm. and just be on Zillow, look up addresses and just like check out houses that were for sale. <laughs> like not actually go in, not drive into the driveway or anything. We just drive past the house. Yes. Yeah. Just take a little look-see. Anyway. Not so, a good time to buy a house right now, it turns out. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but you, when you got retirement money coming along, come on, he's, he, I think even your dad was he, like, he's been saving for a while. Yeah. But um, they're definitely trying to get themselves set up. But anyway, one of the things I want to do when we visit is I want to do some sort of like Halo like game thing with my dad. Because you could do like I think Halo 3 has the four has like four player co-op. It definitely has two player. I don't think yeah. it has four player. I thought it, maybe <sighs> would Reach have that? I mean, maybe Reach Re- would de- like you can't go back on multiplayer. Right. Like you, you definitely have to once you have co-op put in, you got to reach. Stick with that. Reach was the moment I finally had my fill of Halo. I was there that entire decade. Reach is so good, though. It is good, but I was just like, that was when I was like, what's up with those Gears of War? Because that was oh, that was when yeah. both of those were like huge franchises. <laughs> um, like right when Gears of War 3 came out, I think that was post-Reach or, because I'd, I'd been playing Halo all through college, a little bit in high school. Uh, and then after college, that basically that entire decade was just like a blur of Halo. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, Reach is great arguably the best one but i just had my fill yeah but i i'm pretty sure four player co-op became a thing eventually mm-hmm. it's hard to say we're saying online maybe halo 4 had online mm. four player okay. however my dad does not like halo 4 <laughs> my dad is a halo purist he has good halo opinions <laughs> and for him it's like basically halo 3 and halo uh reach yeah but that halo i'm not infinite, sure if he has the master chief collection i should ask he because it, it's basically it's better now like they, they fixed finally it. fucking fixed it yeah <laughs> so it's a gigantic uh install yeah um, he, i mean he doesn't have is it does it come on 360 because he doesn't have an xbox no one. it's he has xbox one yeah he does I don't think because we we bought him we bought him Doom for Xbox One because we thought oh. he would like it because he he doesn't like military shooters he doesn't like shooting humans yeah doesn't like he shooting li- people he likes shooting monsters and it's like well hey Doom is really great but I don't think I don't think your dad has it's Halo not, is he, he doesn't have that like edginess in his soul and not Halo really. is actually a it's slow it's floaty 
um and then doom especially doom 16 even more so doom eternal but that 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 game was just like no i don't even think it's the gameplay as much i think it's like the aesthetic of all the blood going everywhere he's just like not that and the heavy metal yeah and the heavy metal yeah but also that going watching my dad play that game that game does have some problems in the way that you like traverse the map and i feel like in certain areas it's legitimately confusing where you're supposed to go next Mm -hmm. especially if you're not like super cued into like yeah subtle video game clues it's it's like the the video game is like not trying not to tell you where to go but at the same time there's like a giant green light yeah green lights (laughs) everywhere like by the way just give me an arrow and it's like you know, like a fucking uh, on rails, like arcade shooter. And yeah. just like take me, just hey, pull, he, pull me there. He should play Dead Space 2. No. <laughs> do, do you hate multiple paths? Do you like alleyways? I actually bought <laughs> Straight him. Straight forward. I bought him Dead Space like forever ago. Dead Space 1 is so and that, Well, that's so how good. I played it. Um, That's how I played De- Dead Space originally is because I got it for him for his birthday. And I, I was visiting them and he like tried to play it and wouldn't. And then there was one night I couldn't sleep. So I was like, I guess I'll see. Check it out. And then I never slept again. <laughs> yeah. The, sh- the shooting and movement and a lot of other things are tightened up in Dead Space 2. But I think other than that, Dead Space 1 is just. It, it, we should we should play Dead Space God. 2 again. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I haven't. I've actually maybe never played it because I've technically never even finished dead space one but i still hold it as maybe one of the best games yeah. of that generation However, I i've never personally finished love the dead space one and then like jumped on the dead space two uh and just like basically ha- i just hate played it i just didn't like it um it's if you thought dead space one was loud and edgy and like really fucking in your face like dead space two is even more so sure um, but I also, think, I think well, Dead Space Two is like far and away the best selling of the trilogy. So I know I'm 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 in the I'm the weird one here. But well, that that's always your stance. Like you're always going to be out there for the first one over the following I, I, the sequel. The first half of three was really is there, good. Actually, is there any sequel that you can think of that you like better than the original? And Saints Row Three doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely like Tony Hawk's Two and Three. Okay. improved upon each other like tony hawk 3 is probably the, the peak series um man pikmin 2 for sure huge mm-hmm. improvement on pikmin 2 ssx1 is all right but i would i would i would uh, uh put that above it uh, a more a modern example um you know i haven't played it a ton but i i i recently started playing through um uh the shadow warrior remake games mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed both of them um would you say you liked the sequel better I think so because it was a little because I I really only played either of them for like an hour or two but I recall feeling like Shadow Warrior 2 was like almost more of a loot style kind of game Shadow Warrior 2 felt like Doom with not quite the same budget Mm -hmm. Uh, it really had heart and had a lot going for it wasn't quite run quite I was playing on PS4 and uh, Xbox um I know but Evil I, I, Within 2 is one for you. Yes. That's probably super, the biggest super, one. Dino Crisis 2. Oh, Dino Crisis 2. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> like sure, Resi- for sure. Resident Evil 2, but it's like... Is that your favorite I, though? No, I don't... I, I I can't answer the question for favorite Resident Evil because I just feel like you have to you have to have an answer for which is your favorite Resident Evil. 
for the like three separate eras, right? Right. Um, and I and honestly, I feel like maybe try try your best. I would love to hear this. Actually, I would I would say that. How about this? Like, probably Resident Evil Three Nemesis is like my least favorite. Probably of, of that Resident set. Evil One Dual Shock Edition. <laughs> <laughs> I still like Resident Evil One. Um. I did. I didn't like Silent Hill three, but I like Silent Hill two. So I, I think. I think I still like Silent Hill one more. Yeah. But I acknowledge that Silent Hill two is probably a better game. But I still think Silent Hill one just holds up. I think that I game disagree. Still, <laughs> I you you played it and you really enjoyed it. What do you mean? I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell if I had like a friend who was like a modern gamer and oh, didn't no. know anything about tank controls, I would tell them to play two over one. Yeah, yeah. Because one, one has a lot of kind of shitty boss fights. And and the controls are really, really bad. <laughs> but like when you played it, like most of the scares got you um, like I remember, I remember all the big story beats and all the big like set piece scares absolutely got you. Yeah. And I remember being like that to me, that's like proof that game holds up because it's like you play it for the first time in like 2017, 2018. Yeah. And it's like, here's an old ass PS1 game that's kind of clunky, but like it's got heart. It really, really just, it, it, it works. And I'm almost, it's almost not fair to compare me to say, like my bias is like, as we noticed before, or as we talked about before, I'm an energy vampire. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if Derek's paying attention to me, I'll do anything. Oh. <laughs> like if someone's like, validating me and hanging out with me, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So like, I yeah, I will basically, I'll play through Silent Hill 1. But I don't know if I would have kept playing it if I didn't have like Coach Derek at my side. I don't know. I recall, we have, you know what? The the uh, the whole thing's recorded. It's all oh, recorded true. and it's on our old live channel. So wait. Uh, I'm a good interviewer, not really, but I'm, I'm, Derek, let's circle back to what you said before about Resident Evil. Oh, people in the chat saying Sonic 2, absolutely. Sonic 1, man, what's with the, like, slow platforming levels in Marvel Zone? That's not fun. Sonic 2, it's like, no, all moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Moving so, out of the three eras of Resident Evil, mm-hmm. which the first one is just basically basic survival horror as of the first phase what which one is your favorite i mean and also i'm allowing you to include all of the versions of resident evil one so dual shock yeah. director's cut whatever honestly Japanese, like american when whatever. i when i personally want to go back to like old school resident evil I, I just i have a, such a soft spot for the first one yeah i have no i mean second one the second one's probably arguably uh, a better game nemesis is fine it always felt like sort of a DLC campaign campaign anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's strange to me when people talk about the remake and they're like, oh, it's just DLC for Resident Evil 2 remake. It's like, you it mean, kind of you always mean the remake for was. three. Yeah, the remake of three. Yeah, is, and you never would go back to the original three. I, I mean, I might Probably again. I, 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 I mean, you've, I've, you played it. On I played stream. it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I mean, that was a, such a solid formula. They had such a solid engine and they were a really good team that they could crank that out. I like Co-Veronica a lot, but a recent playthrough of it, I realized the game's kind of bloated. It's so long. It's good. It's Lord. it's kind of cool that it's open world, but I do I recall there are one section where you run from one end of the island to unlock a door, and you get a key. You run to the other end of the island to unlock a single door to get another key, or something like that. There's a handful of moments of just like like the the game looks gorgeous. It's got set pieces. They've it's it's a big budget. They really fucking went for it. Mm-hmm. 
but it, that the opening scene with Claire is iconic, where yeah. she she falls down faster than the bullets and then shoots someone. Yeah. no, no, <laughs> she she has her hand. She she holds her hands above her head because okay. she's she's cornered. Yeah, but this bunch of a bunch of guys with guns standing in front of a wall of red barrels. <laughs> so then, like, she she has her hands above her head and she's, she's holding like, a gun. I played this game before. She drops the gun and then drops herself to the floor catches the gun before it hits the ground and shoots <laughs> before any of them have a chance to see what she's doing and they all blow up. She also outruns a helicopter. Good shit. Pretty good. I would say that um, like the two that I would be like eh, eh is Nemesis and Zero. Yeah. Oh, Zero is all, it's just kind of boring. It's just a slog. I, I and know I some, hate the monkeys. I know some people who say like well, if you'd never played the other Resident Evils and you played Resident Evil Zero first for some reason, yeah, maybe you would like Resident Evil Zero because it's you know doing what other game Resident Evil games yeah. did, except just the item management is uh, it, it's it's so it's boring. Puzzles, it's like puzzle overload. I remember we streamed it and I, we ended up just stopping the stream because it was just like so fucking dull. Mm-hmm. I was honestly bored. But I think we have like two full episodes of the stream. You know, we don't really know what we're doing. We're playing for the first time. So maybe we are kind of going slow. But I recall at some point I was like, wait a minute. We've been playing for hours. We're still on the train. <laughs> this is the introduction area, right? And it's, it, it looks gorgeous. It sounds gorgeous. It plays fine. But mm-hmm. the pacing. It's a game that I, the only way I would really, after playing it a little bit with you, the only way I would except experiencing it is if i'm watching like a game's done quick and there's an expert and he's holding my hand and he's just like you can do this but we're just gonna skip that and blah 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 and just rocket through this game and also but one of the the billy is that one of the characters yeah he's the he's pretty hilariously awful (laughs) like he's just so like there's like a long trend of like terrible but also so bad they're good like resident evil sidekicks and he's pretty I think pretty up there. Wait, isn't he the one who's like the whiny kid? Or is no, that that's that, that's called Veronica. Like okay. Steve, who just looks like uh, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio from Romeo and Juliet. Um, Steve has like actually, I wouldn't say a redeemable moment, but he Steve he, Burnside. Burn, <laughs> that's oh, right. Thank you. Amazing name. He uh, has a really solid. He is not in any of the other games. Yeah. I won't say anything more, but how he goes out, it's actually pretty uh, satisfying, pretty cool. It, 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 it kind of comes around. You're like, all right, well, that was, I don't know if it was worth it, but you still went out with a bang, you know? Um, so basically you're saying Resident Evil 1 is the one part, you would go dude, back that's, to. That's, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's more iconic and pa- and in terms of, the of DS, just. And the DS version, to the be DS honest, because you can skip doors you can skip doors and it's like auto run and for you is a certain part of it just that it's more cheesy than like resident <sighs> evil 2 like the the fucked up voice acting is just a little bit more turned up dials at 11 on it's, that one i played resident we got evil Jill sandwich we got no oh, Barry. i mean that that's fun but also i remember playing that game for the first time and it came out in what, 2096 I was 12 um, and this is after I played D. So I was kind of like getting my, getting my, 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 you know, my wings here for, uh, uh, 
playing scary games. When the dog jumped through the window, I was watching my brother play. Uh, he dropped the controller. He, was, <laughs> he startled him so much. And it's so crazy to play that game now and think it used to scare me. But like uh, the the creepy kind of like Glockenspiel xylophone song sounds like a, like a Jack like a Jack in the Box toy box song that plays in the uh, kind of basement area of the uh, guardhouse. Still creeps me out to this day. Um, there's still just I just got nostalgia for it. I just really like I know that mansion like the back of my damn hand. Um, actually, for a hot minute, I was like kind of speed running uh, the DS game. And I actually did a stream where I, I filmed it with the webcam. But then when I tried to back that up, something happened like that. Another stream like got corrupted or whatever. Um, and I don't have that stream anymore. But I was, for a hot minute, I was I was actually like speed running the DS game. We, we You could do that again. And then because we have the capture card. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So if you um, wanted to, you could absolutely do and that. And then I guess four five and six which would be like the action era yeah i mean it's gotta be i mean even even if you go to bat against five and six uh who's really saying that either of those is better than four i i I, I already knew the answer for that that era there's no way it wasn't going to be four for you but also i think i've never played four personally i played a bit of five and i've I think we played, we played a, a little, a tiny bit of six. We played it. We got up to after the big first reveal with Wesker. What the fuck is it called? We put the first Jill fight. Sure. Yeah. We got to that. So and we we're got like pretty far. The boat where we're, we're saved at the boat after that, which I was led to believe that's about that's past the halfway point. And that's when I think I we, when we played a co-op. People always say play a co-op. We did play a co-op. Resident Evil 5 just didn't do it for me. Yeah. It really didn't do it for me. And I've heard just so many. I do need to play 6. I've been sitting on a copy for a while. I think that going into it, knowing it's just going to be like some crazy fucking garbo, I'll probably be able to appreciate it. But um, for that generation, yo, it's got to be 4. I've been, well, I, have you I, played I've six, also and there's no way been that, having you play 4 for me so i could just watch it basically because um we've done so many videos I've on resident evil play, 4 yeah and i've never actually played it and every time i've tried to play resident evil 4 i just don't have the patience to get past the village yeah like it's just so long and i don't know where i'm going i'm like and oh. you're like really really weak and it is supposed to make you <laughs> tense like you're underpowered and all these villagers are coming after you but like i feel like either you believe the kayfabe or you don't yeah and if you don't you're like these guns suck this controls are bad. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I- yeah, it's just too it's just too much for me. But watching you play it is actually really fun. And I'm so glad I decided to do that because it's like we'll get to certain areas. And every time there's like a big reveal, I'm like, you know, I, I'm I'm like that that meme. Like I'm literally screaming. Yeah. But then I'm actually just like yelling. You actually have because- your, like, you're like, ah, that you do when something happens. And that game's, yeah. a, that game's a roller coaster, man. It's so it's so so fun. The dialogue is so funny, and just as a pure, and it I guess works. cinematic experience, yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's probably the most I've enjoyed a Resident Evil game, honestly. And that's just on a pure I'm having fun standpoint. <laughs> and obviously, the game I didn't really like the gameplay itself, but um, yeah, I, I really am just I, enjoying, I, enjoying I, that one. I remember my first time playing through Resident Evil Four. It took me like a long time to really for it to sink his teeth in me. I don't think I really super fell in love with that game until I did New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. It was 
just you get to understand the combat and the controls and kind of how much there is in the game and how much how much fun you can have with it. Um, honestly, I feel like that the, the first I, I did not fall in love with Resident Evil Four until after I beat it, yeah. which is not a good recommendation. No, um, but it is you know it's but you know now we have time on our side to be like it's worth stick with it. <laughs> it's still just one of the most polished games I think I'm it's ever been made. Very interested in what's going to happen with Resident Evil Four remake because. I think that a lot of the things that I am enjoying about the game now in yeah. terms of like the cheesy dialogue and how like laugh out loud hilarious a lot of the stuff that happens or that people say is I have a feeling that that is going to be very toned down for the new game or because like the the for the next era of Resident Evil I guess we can call it like the first person era mm-hmm. the the tone for those games is pretty dour like it's not funny most of the time like there's never and like also ethan um from you know seven and eight it's just a just a a limp noodle of a man (laughs) he's got he has a little more character try to give him lines but he just can't deliver on them and they're just not funny i think i think he's fine but also it's like it's when they said they were gonna remake resident evil 4 we are not going to get a remake of Resident Evil 4. Do you understand that? Everybody listening to me, you, you, you have to know this. You are not going to get that game. It's, it's too fucking big. There's too much in it. You're not going to get that game. What you are going to get is you're going to get something that's more similar to Resident Evil 3 remake, which apparently no one liked. I have, there's some legit criticisms you can have against RE3 remake. I thought it was fine. It's definitely not the best one of the four. I think it's probably like maybe the one campaign that has the least amount of kind of boring parts, but it also is like extremely linear. But resident, you're going to get a you're you're going to get a a complete reimagining of the story and setting of Resident Evil Four. You are not going to get a remake of that game. It's not possible. When you say that, can you be more specific? Do you mean like the tone? Or do you mean like it the is literal going, areas? It is like going they're not, to be a game. They're not going to have the same areas. No. And I'm sure it's going to be streamlined. Well, yeah, you, there, there's going to, to be a game where Leon has to go to some Spanish-speaking country. We don't know. Somewhere in Europe where they happen to speak Spanish. Um, he's he's going to go there for the president's daughter. Uh, there's going to be villagers. He's going to shoot their heads off and little, you know, tentacly things are going to whip around. With the layout that's... Um, like suspiciously similar similar to the village layout in Resident Evil 8. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, Resident- <laughs> I feel like that's 100% why they made Resident Evil 8 the way that they did because they're like, well, we need to make assets for Resident Evil 4, so we maybe. might as well use yeah. them in an original game. It, it, yeah, and you're going to have chainsaw guys, you're going to have um uh you're going to go chainsaw to- ladies. And chainsaw ladies as well. You got you got chainsaw enemies. They're going to drop rubies. Uh, you're gonna fight the big cheese. It's gonna be you know a ski lift gon- 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 gondola. Gondola. Um, I'm an Alaskan. It's a ski lift. <laughs> it's a chairlift. Sorry, uh, I don't know anything. You're I'm not too dumb. European enough. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, but and then you're gonna go to a castle, and then you're gonna go to an island, and you're gonna like you're gonna fight blind Wolverine type dudes. So it's it's but gonna it's, like it, it is it, not going to be beat for beat that thing. It's gonna hit its marks and say its lines, but it's not gonna have the same spirit. It's, is yeah. that what you mean? It's like it can't it can't. It can't. Yeah. It just like I I made this point in the video I made all those years ago. Uh Resident Evil 4 is a unicorn. 
it should not be good. And if and also if you look at Evil Within One and you look at um uh, Resident Evil Five, to me I see those as here's Capcom without Mikami trying to remake Resident Evil Four, and here is Mikami without Capcom trying to remake Resident Evil Four, and neither of them is anywhere near close. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I am not a huge fan of Evil Within One. People uh, will will there are fans of Evil Within One, but I defy them to really say Evil Within One is as good or better than Resident Evil Four. I I don't know that you can say that that glitchy mess is. Well, Evil Within One tried to be more of a horror game than Resident Evil Four ever tried to be. Yes, but it was also trying to be an action game with a ton of boss fights and set piece after set oh, piece so after set, set piece. Oh my god. <laughs> So, I don't... You you can't remake Resident Evil 4. I'm excited can, to see them try. You can do a thing where Leon has a date with the president's daughter um, and goes to Spain and call it Resident Evil 4. It will not be a remake. I, I guess like what I'm trying to say is watching you play Resident Evil 4, my favorite parts of it are definitely the silly stuff mm-hmm. you know like the jokes the basically the stuff that the tran the localizer put in and not the actual game itself <laughs> yeah so much and i just i have a feeling that the current tone that capcom is setting right now as a company even in games that are arguably sillier like maybe monster hunter which yeah like they're they're just not bringing the yucks in the they same are, way <laughs> but in a different way I mean, in, know, a, in a very stilted, the, the, detached way. It's he, but he, all right. But I'll say this also. Um, I think the team that is currently working on Resident Evil, I think Resident Evil as a series is in the best hands it's been maybe since Mikami, yeah. maybe ever. Absolutely. So I also have faith that what they are going to make with this Resident Evil 4 remake is going to be good. Well, here's the thing. like they've, It's just they've, not going to be what you want. It's not what, I, I'm, what I'm... That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's going to be good because the other thing, too, is that this team has been remarkably consistent. Yes. the I, yeah, it's I, it, There are definitely ups and downs. Some but, some things I don't like as much as other but things, on, but, but on the whole, really, when I look at these last four games, they're all bangers. Yeah, honestly, I can't really complain too much about any of them. I, I mean, I, honestly, I don't think Resident Evil Three was that bad. I mean, Res, Resident Evil Three remake, yeah, a little linear, but also like, yeah, it was a short, weird game. You mean like the original Resident Evil Three? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I wish Nemesis was chasing around a little more too, but like, I don't know. But uh. At any rate, I still feel like um, I, I I'm still excited to see where it goes, and I guess actually to to loop way way back around, what is my favorite one of the four? Like I I can't I, it's hard to say. It's Personally, really hard to say. I think I would see say seven, and maybe that's be and and that's because I think the overall story of seven is really fun. I like Jack as a villain. Yeah. And I think the the fact with Jack as a villain is you get to spend a ton of time with him. And that's one of the complaints I have with eight is that, you know, you don't get to spend as much time with yeah. any of the villains. And the DLC for seven, I was able to get uh, uh, all the DLC for really cheap. Um, it was on sure. sale. I mean, but I, I don't want to. There's some neat stuff there. I mean, was, I'll, I'll, we but, can't really judge it on the DLC quite yet because right, you know, eight hasn't. But also, know, like, if you want to spend more, yeah, hopefully. They make good on some of these extra characters in the the DLC mm-hmm. for Resident Evil Eight. Um, 
the Resident Evil 7, the thing I think I admire... Here's my argument for why Resident Evil 7 is maybe my favorite of the, the this this four. Mm-hmm. It what it's you never you you have rarely ever seen a team like a triple A team given this kind of money with this kind of technical know how going. I don't know. Let's just see what works. Like I admire Resident Evil. I, I admire the kitchen sink. Let's just see what the hell sticks mentality of resident evil 7 it's kind of an, an issue with resident evil 7 is like at a certain point I, i've said this a lot you get to a point in the in the in the game where you're like wasn't i being chased with the maniac where was jack jack mm-hmm. and marguerite i'm in a saw movie all of a sudden and now i'm in like a weird flashback on a boat once you leave the house i think that the game is sort of downhill not like downhill it's like it kind of slopes downward a little bit and I'll, it, I'll, I'll, it doesn't really pick up till you get back I mean, I yeah. guess for me, till you get the grand reveal and you go back to that. I house. do like. I've always liked how like I thought the salt mine was like really dumb and yeah. kind of like that was a, also it a, was like, also really short. It was, like short. Like what am I doing? But then I, the the loop back around. And there was the just an exposition. Of, <laughs> yeah, okay. that didn't need to. Be, I mean, go it has a, to be there because it's a Resident Evil game, yeah. and we have to somehow science but, our way. But into also, if, if you look but. at the DLC and you look at like, I just I really really liked that that game seriously was like. To see a team with that kind of talent and money going like, we don't know. Let's just see what happens. Like see that that level of, of experimentation mm-hmm. and weirdness within the DLC and the main game, like you just don't see them taking risks like that. And they made the RE engine. I'm pretty sure like they've used it for other things, but I think they made the RE engine for that game. So they really like put some money in it. And I recall hearing after Resident Evil Seven came out, it did well, but they were like concerns of like this needs to be like a seven eight million seller to make its money back because of the engine and all this extra r&d that capcom put into it and then of course like you know two three remake the double may cry um uh uh, monster monster hunter Hunter rise (laughs) which if if, if capcom was hurting for money which i don't think they were monster hunter rise definitely shirt them back you'll love to see it you'll love it when there's a company and they have like one successful thing and that doesn't mean that other successful things don't get to happen. It just mm-hmm. means they have money for the other stuff. Yeah, kind of like that's, that's post great. post Final Fantasy VII Square back in the day. But yeah, RE Seven. It's just it's so weird. It's so it's such a weird experimental game. Um, and I think I admire it the most for that. Uh, it's also like maybe like you know outside of the House Beneviento section. Like maybe the the, the consistently scariest uh, Resident Evil game. I I yeah I think so because as some people are pointing out in the chat, like they kind of have all of the the scary tight stuff up top, and then the obligatory oh yeah we're a Resident Evil game and we have to yeah. have dumb action and dumb set pieces. They that that is kind of put yeah into the into the, the back half of yeah, the yeah the game. chat saying that the last few hours are always a bit of an action slog throwing ammo and giving you enemies to shoot. Yeah, that's sort of that was kind of the, my where I was a little disappointed with Resident Evil 7 was like it was new and it was fresh when you were doing Jack and Marguerite. Uh, and even though you were in the middle of like a saw level with um, Lucas, it was still kind of weird and, and, and interesting. Um, but then the last two sections on the boat and the salt mines like, oh, right. It's remembering that <laughs> it's a Resident Evil game. And we always have to a lot arrive at a lab. Uh, we always have to have a bunch of new weapons, mm-hmm. um, which... You know, they probably should keep that uh, 
probably should, they probably have to keep that going, right? Well, they, yeah, because if you go to the Resident Evil for like Reddit, which I do, <laughs> like a surprising amount because I find it entertaining, but the you know people aren't really talking about like man it sure was cool fighting jack with the car people are like so when then we went to the lab and we read note number 437 yeah. when you see this this corresponds to that you know what i mean like people are talking about the lore like that lore yeah. stuff it's and I, it's good that it's there for the people who are like super down with resident evil like they I, you know and, you got to keep those people happy and i think how they retconned uh how they retcon the series or sort of just like is, is it retconning but in Resident Evil 8 how they tied it into the series as a whole I thought was kind of clever it, they, they kind of did their Fast and Furious 9 situation where it's like I had a brother all along that you didn't know about right <laughs> I had a twin you didn't know about that kind of soap opera thing I, I, thought, I thought that they did that fine yeah, it's sure. it, it's with it's well within aliens it's aliens yeah I'm not saying it's aliens, but like I mean, I, I that's a, the reason I'm saying that is because it's not aliens? Question mark. That's just I, I, what I've decided. Yeah, I guess Resident our, Evil is about aliens now, <laughs> more or less. Or <laughs> I mean, and uh, so that that's not a spoiler. That's not no. It's, so it's, it's if, not if actually about aliens. It's not about no. Aliens. It's not about aliens. Just um, so you're not worried. That's Silent Hill. That's Silent if Hill. You want, I guess if you want to learn more about it's uh, aliens and dogs. <laughs> If you want to learn more about breaking everything. down uh, Resident Evil 8's story right after it, uh, the game had come out. We did a podcast a couple episodes ago with our friend and artist, uh, Luke, um, and we kind of gushed about um, uh, the game for a little bit. And that was actually that podcast is what inspired me to uh, to do the follow-up to the Historical Society video for the House Beneviento, mm-hmm. which was... Uh, is out on Patreon. Which was the video I was editing when it was really hot in this apartment last week during the heat wave, and I brought us full circle back to where we started. So as you're watching that video, just imagine how sweaty Derek's balls were. <laughs> I don't oh, know. thank you, Grace. I, I'm sorry. Just imagine no. the imprints he was leaving on the chair. Just imagine, like I had like two fans on either side of me, like roaring. Yeah. Um, and then I would stand up. Here's actually what it was. Is okay. I was actually doing all right. And then you were in the living room and I'd go up and you were just like melting on the couch. You were like having a mini meets, uh, heat stroke. I recall oh, yeah. coming out to you and you were like <laughs> basically in your underwear, just like, <sighs> don't talk to me, but yeah. also please talk to me. <laughs> um, so tr- I we got a couple of questions discussion prompts. We've gone so over, but I think we should spend a, a little bit of time addressing uh questions from gondo and chev uh first question um with skyward sore remaster coming out soon and nintendo discussing new quality of life improvements that don't require an amiibo like skipping cutscenes, streamlined item info and optional fee help or fi help i'm not played that I, i'm not actually played it, yeah. what are your thoughts on it and this is uh us uh being you know as we both said we've not played that game but I, I will say this about like most Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Zelda is a legendary franchise that has extremely br- extreme broad appeal. And I guess how they've done that is by assuming their audience is really dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I play a Zelda game. <laughs> it and hurts. It takes so long for them to get started. Yeah. And I understand that there's a lot of complex things going on in Zelda games uh, and they have to explain them. But uh, like Twilight Princess, I would even argue, I think a lot of people, maybe the first time they played uh, Breath of the Wild, bounced off after the Great Plateau or during mm-hmm. the Great Plateau. They just, 
You definitely have to tell people like it's they, worth it to get, get past yeah, that they, part. They take so damn long to get going. Um, and uh, not being able to like skip. Like it's cool to be able to s- fast forward through text. Um, I mean, you, you've you been able to do that for like Monster Hunter games and they Monster Hunter games. Uh, a lot of the older ones also had that problem of like taking a long ass time to get going before you can really start like hunting and getting loot and upgrading your uh, your gear. Um, it's really upsetting though that like there's still some quality of life stuff that's going to be locked behind uh, uh, the amiibo. I've read that and it got fucking incensed and then a lot of people are like they've been doing that for a while bro. I mean, you had your chance to get mad about it. And I'm like, okay, I guess I it's, didn't know. It's funny because, like, we do, we've made a bunch of videos about certain things that are gatekeeped behind, you know, e reader cards. Or, yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah. Or that type of stuff. I mean, this is something they, as a company, they've but been doing like, a lot of times. It's one thing to gate, like, a fun little mini game. Yeah. It's another to gate, like, uh, Oh, I even forget what it was now because I, I was such a while ago and I have been tracking it very uh, closely. But it was definitely something really um, that, that felt like there should have been more of an outrage for. But I guess between I the, like there was a decent amount of outrage. I, well, yeah, I, I had a tweet go kind of kind of viral, but also a lot of people were like, yeah, but Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD had amiibo stuff that was also that, you know, Nintendo fans have, have allowed them to get away with so it's it says that it lets you transport instantly to the sky oh quick it was like quick travel and stuff like Basically. that right yeah which is a pretty huge functionality um honestly and then also at the same time like um, amiibos are really tough to get you know yeah. like the stock is always an issue and ugh, it's so frustrating I mean I guess on the plus side there is a very healthy community of Hackers. Um, Etsy, <laughs> like stores that, <laughs> yeah. you know, are really good at ripping amiibos and like putting the coat, like the the little tag or whatever and making a little cute design and you can just buy it for yeah. like eight bucks or whatever. So at least there's that. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't have know, a huge issue. Not, it's kind of just frustrating. Yeah. I, I, people have a big problem with charging 60 bucks for it. And I, I to me, I hear you. I understand that like 60 bucks for a remake does sound like a lot, but like I feel like that's. I feel like that, yo, Nintendo. It's frustrating when they first do that party Nintendo stuff like, is always expensive. I just wish that they would like make those remakes cheaper, just because it would mean more people would get to play it. But it's like you I'm, know, what I'm, it would make the the thing when it comes out. It would just make it a bigger moment. Like it kind of felt like we were so excited about the Link's Awakening. Yeah, and like it just feel like it came out with a thud. I remember at a time, like all of like a lot of our YouTuber peers and we, us, we all made videos for it because we all just were love that game. We're all so excited. And then all of <laughs> it our, just, everything just crashed and yeah, burned. All, all of our peers <laughs> made uh, Link's Awakening videos and all of them flopped or, or way underperformed. Yeah, and we were all just like, what the heck is happening? And yeah. I think that was part of it, just make making it so expensive. Even though I, I think maybe, no, even with that one, because they, it was such a, you know, obviously a huge change and remade from the ground yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It maybe it could but be there's, justified. I think, but I mean, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Th- that is still a fifty or sixty dollar game, is it not? Yeah. And they've Probably. sold like forty million copies of it. You know, it's the best selling Switch game, and they're still charging nearly full, if not completely full, price for it. That's, I mean, yes, it is outrageous that there's a remake that charges sixty bucks for. That's just how Nintendo do. 
the entire they time. Have a, they have a monopoly on those games. They have yeah. no competitors, really, for that those franchises and those yeah. games. So, just it's just how it be if yeah. when there's a monopoly, they really do be like that. Really do. They, they can't really all be do. PSX era Resident Evil games where it's <laughs> zero to sixty in the first five minutes. That is true. I mean, yes. Okay. Good I mean, point. And also, most Japanese games, the way that they do it is they're like, okay, here's a wall of text, six, <laughs> like walls of text. And okay, now you're in it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, is also bad. I do think that like when, in general, when I play like a complicated like Japanese action game or RPG, they do just kind of like, ver- here's a short novel to read that like just tells you, but doesn't actually show you or give you a whole lot of context. And that, I mean, my dyslexic, dumbass brain can't handle that sometimes. No. So, um, yeah. Especially not on a stream, God forbid. I do still think that, like, there's a better way to do it. Yes, I know these are complicated games, but, like, I feel like you can, you, you can probably have a little more faith in your audience. But also, those games sell by the metric ton, so maybe uh, they, they, that's, that's what their audience needs, and that's, but that what works best for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, hey, what do I know? Okay, so another question um, that's kind of more of just a Patreon community question. Yeah. While the game club definitely took up a lot of time, I miss having a game to play at the same time as others. Would you consider bringing game club back on a quarterly basis? Three months to beat a game sounds much more doable because we I used to run the game club and it used to be we were playing one game a month, which sounds fine, but it ended up. It was a huge time and energy and suck. Even and unfortunately, we, it was. And we just really tried tough. specifically not to do like, all right, let's all play Persona Four. Yeah. It was like, hey, let's play a fun action game. Let's try to do something short. We, I, we even tried to do Metal Slug. Like, hey, there's like a billion Metal Slug games. Let's just try and play as many as you can. Yeah. Um, and uh, I feel like for the game club. Well, uh, and we yeah, used to, Grace, how'd you feel about we it? We used to stream it on Fridays as well. Mm-hmm. I think the the problem is, is like other things got in the way. And that was also, you know, we, the, the reason y'all are on the Patreon or you're listening to the podcast is probably because you want to watch our videos. And unfortunately, sometimes stuff like that, even though it's fun and I want to do it, it takes away time that would normally go towards yeah. videos. Because... What the funny thing right now is that I almost don't really play video games <laughs> with the exception of occasionally I'll get really sucked into a weird indie game like or not a weird indie game, but I'll get sucked into like Hollow Knight or I'll get sucked into Hades. And then otherwise, I just play Dead by Daylight with friends and that's it. Yeah. And I mean, um, it's sort of like we play <laughs> games for a living. So when we clock off, I, I prefer not to play video games. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of hard. I still have to... I'm basically using my work brain to do that stuff. And it yeah. it kind of makes the rest of my work suffer. Um, and, and but that, the game, game Club was really it fun. It was really fun. We really started it because it was... Uh, yeah, it was quarantine. It was lockdown, which is still very much a thing around the world. Um, no, we were doing it before that. We brought it back, though. For, oh, right. Uh, yeah, we did it a long time ago. Then we brought it back. And it was because, um, yeah, we needed community. And people needed something to do. And I think it was really great. But then, like, also, like, 2020 was also, like, a lot of good shit came out. And so, Gang Club would be... People get really excited about it. And then, like, something awesome would drop. And then, like, everyone... Oh, yeah, be, Animal Crossing would come out. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> too busy playing Doom Eternal or something like that. And it, suddenly, no one's really paying attention to it. The idea of doing a three month thing that also has the problem of like, I felt that people would play at the beginning and the end of like the deadline, right? Yeah. Kind of 
holding the attention, uh, I just kind of felt like there wasn't that much support. And uh, I mean, it's I'm I'm not angry. It's just like people were like excited about the idea, and then when it came time to do it, there just wasn't. It felt quite- like people liked the discussion and stuff and more yeah. than they actually like doing it as a community based thing, which is fine. But it ended up just being it was too a, it was a time too sink. hard for us to like yeah, maintain. It was just too much work. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we we've been doing this Patreon for. Uh, over six years now and we have you know tried a lot of stuff and so uh yeah some things work some things don't one thing that i would be willing to do and i think would be fun is if we had like a horror like if we only instead of doing like a reoccurring thing if we just decided like in september like okay we're everyone's gonna we're gonna vote on a horror game and then we're just gonna play a horror game for like september through october or something like that and i think that would be fun and also i really enjoy and i know a lot of people enjoy when you play horror games on stream and stuff derek yeah it's something um i (laughs) would like to i i have i I have played silent hill one for multiple people over my lifetime several friends i played them played that game for them because it was too much for them and yeah I was, and i mean that's similar to like the house beneviento video i really enjoy like kind of like play because i because there, there are people that like even just like the thought of playing a scary game is like i can't even just like imagine it it's like it's it's not that bad you know i bet once you get into it you know i bet the water's so cold no nah, i bet if you put if you jump in and got got your feet wet you would see that the pool's not that it's cold certainly, kind of thing, right? it definitely depends on the game as well because sometimes some horror games are trying to tackle certain subject matter and i'm yeah. like that's a that's a no yeah. for me dog <laughs> like like haunting ground is like that for yeah me. yeah rule of rose is like that for me where i'm just like uh, i can't do this fam like i'm not well rule of rose is trying to do too much it's doing a lot yeah it, and, and not and i would and i argued none of it really successfully um, but there there i mean i think there could be some fun stuff like we, i thought it was really fun when you played that um like homebrew game. Oh yeah, boy. that game like boy Daedalus? game. Daedalus. Oh, Daedalus. 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 Which I don't know if that's something that I would like want to make a bunch of people do necessarily. I think if we were going to do it, it would be like a big crowd pleaser, like Silent Hill One or Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe Dead Space One, like something like that. Yeah, we'd have to. We could probably make some kind of fun. Uh, it's it's something worth revisiting, and I like the idea of doing maybe once a quarter, maybe not for the whole quarter, but uh, I think if we made it a Halloween spooky event, yeah, that would yeah. be really fun. It's something worth thinking about. I got yeah, hey, I guess let us know if uh you would like to do more game club stuff or something like that, and we can kind of because one thing I, I that we had for the game club last year was that we were constantly trying new stuff. I was really open, like, you know, to, uh, to, cause the only times I'd ever done game clubs before that were like for Sweet Home or for, uh, uh, Paper Mario, like big ass RPGs and stuff. And I had trouble committing to that. And we were always just trying new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd be interested in, in, in revisiting it. Splatterhouse 360. <laughs> the, yeah. I don't know what it's actually called, but it's just called Splatterhouse. Yeah, Splatterhouse. I guess Splatterhouse 2010, if you want to be, you know, cause it also came on a PS3. Ooh, the original Slenderman game. Oh yeah, Slenderman is that right? No, Slenderman. I say Slenderman. Slenderman. 
I think sl- mispronouncing Slenderman is Slenderman is funny. I don't know why you say Splenderman. I, I don't know why you said because you've been playing because you played Splinter Cell on Engage. Oh gosh, yeah, and I, now I'm a a freaking Splinter Cell fan, and yeah. that's not. A good. This is not a good time to be a Splinter Cell fan. It hasn't been for a while. <laughs> not for a long time. Not for a very long time. Um, Slenderman. Yeah. Slenderman. Well, here's Bitman. the thing: is if we do that, probably what's going to happen is I'm going to insist that we play Silent Hill one, and I'm going to make Derek play Silent Hill one on hard, purely so that we mm-hmm. can unlock the first player mode. Because I've been trying to get Derek to do for that first, for first person mode. Four years. Is that what? Oh, I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. The first person mode. I've been trying to get you to do that for years. I tried to, <laughs> and I got to the first boss of the elementary school, and I kept on dying because you have to shoot him like three times instead of just once. Oh. Playing that game on hard is actually, I mean, the controls do you no favors. Exactly. Like that, and you know what? The game, some of that gameplay doesn't hold up. But, but here is the fun thing about Silent Hill 1. Okay. There's a fail safe. If you get to the last boss and you have no ammo, they do die instantly no really that's hilarious so if you play the so game on hard the speed run tech i guess so yeah basically it's just i recall playing it on ps1 all those years ago and i think that's how it ended up how i uh does it have I, multiple endings yeah so would you just get the do you does it still count for unlocking the yeah, first person mode? you get the bad ending yeah because you don't because depending on what you do you only fight one boss there are two bosses and um that is one of the things that decides your ending uh you only fight one of them yeah Wait, okay. do you? Yeah, yeah, because he, yeah, he shows up and he, yeah. I feel like I need to have a guide open to competently talk about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, well, we'll have so to talk that was about a really later, fun yeah. podcast. <laughs> we're we're a bit over. I think it took us a little bit to warm up because we were so warm already. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back again on the nineteenth, uh, and uh, so we do the first and third uh, Mondays. Monday. Yeah, we, <laughs> oh, we record these on a Monday. They come out on the Tuesday. Um, however, um, in August, we'll remind you again next time. Uh, in August, uh, that first Monday, I believe we will be still in Alaska or just flying home from Alaska. I forget. So in August, we'll actually uh, miss the first uh, Monday of the month. Yeah, we could do like the 9th and the 23rd in yeah, August. Yeah, that might work. That actually, there's a lot of Mondays in August. Oh, yeah. It's one of those five Mondays. So actually doing the 9th and the 23rd and then doing the 6th of September puts us on a perfect two-week little uh, little spot there. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Hey, and that's uh, that's going to be the podcast. If you, uh, you know, hey, you can listen along and chat with us like the chat has been doing here on our Discord. And if you want to get- Patreon. Yeah, on our Patreon. If you want to be uh, on our Discord, uh, send us a dollar. Give us a dollar is all you need to get us on the, uh, to get all the you know early access to early stuff. Um, but- uh, Hey, if you, if you were if you were listening to this and you are not supporting us on the Patreon, that's fine. Just check us out. Uh, man, recommend us to a friend. Uh, give us a review. And um, if you're if you're somehow listening to us and you're not following us on YouTube, you should check out our YouTube. We have uh, two new videos right now that are on our Patreon that we have not put up on YouTube yet. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Mini, uh, the big Pokemon Mini punching weight, and the House Beneviento. Uh, breakdown that's an hour long hour long breakdown of a spooky section so uh if you want to watch those before they get on youtube yo check them out but they will be on youtube yep so do what you need please stay safe stay hydrated uh put on sunscreen Mm -hmm. if you got a dog if you got a cat if you got a pet pet them and see you next time yeah good night bye